Launch Director NTD, our launch team is ready to proceed at this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my, how are y'all doing? Welcome back to the Journeyman Chronicles. Episode 59 is uh, right here for your uh, enjoyment. Listen, I am, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I am on the struggle bus. The name of the bus is Zyrtec. And I'm hoping that the bus takes me from point A to point B. Point A being... In the midst of this war with pollen and point B being far, far away where uh, I can breathe a lot easier. My God, am I struggling? Um, I'll be 44 next week. And I feel like since my mid 30s, seasonal allergies have become a thing for me. So I don't know if you can tell from how I sound. But trust me, this is leaps and bounds of improvement from where I was two days ago. So, you know, this is dedicated to anybody who's dealing with some seasonal allergies. Pollen is extremely high right now, as they say. I feel like they say that every year. But, you know, that that yellowy powder shit all over your vehicle in the morning, you got to wash that off. Because it's making you uh, sad. It's making me sad. Think of the line from uh, Mob Deep. There's a war going on outside. No one is safe from. Yeah, that's me right now. There's a war with pollen and people. And uh, I'm one of those people that I'm, I'm just not safe from it. I get I get molly whopped like a motherfucker every year around this time. And every year it's a little bit harder. And this year is woo. So anyway, I had to point that out. I had to throw that out there because I sound rough. I sound rough. I'm not going to lie. But anyway, as we say on the Journeyman Chronicles, it is what it is. The show must go on. And so here we go. Um, How are you? How has your week been? With the exception of the allergies, mine has been somewhat um, somewhat bearable. Once again, um, my wife's family had to say goodbye to a a loved one. Um, my wife's other aunt passed away from cancer. Um, Titi Mary passed away. She's battling cancer for for some time. And um, this past Wednesday, we laid her to rest. She passed away a week ago today. This I'm recording this on a Saturday. Um, and so that's just you know generally speaking that's that's what's been going on here it's been rough you know with with the passing of my dad and now my wife um having to along with her family um say goodbye and bury two of her aunts um three funerals in three months is what it's come down to for us my wife and i so it's been tough and all three are in the same cemetery. And so the uh, recession line, it's like deja vu two times over. 
because it was the same way, same direction, same, you know, cemetery. It, it's, it's been weird. I've gone years and years in between funerals, um, maybe even a decade at one point. And now I've, I've got three in three months. So, um, it's been tough to say the least. Um, and just speaking for my wife and her family, uh, I'm sure that they're very grateful and thankful for all of the love and support that they have received from their family and friends and, and, um, those that knew, um, Rosa. Um, it's just been tough. It's been tough. Um, and, and, and it, it's bittersweet with the beginning of the season. You're, you're just, you know, feeling the vibes of new life and you have to say goodbye to a life. Um, and so, but one of the things I'm learning, um, my wife and I both is, uh, acknowledging that there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do when you lose somebody. There's only so much you can do. Um, that you have to embrace that it has changed you forever. And so, you know, we move on together. And I hope that, um, that you all have an opportunity to discover that in your um, trials and tribulations, there's only so much you can do. Eventually, you have to accept that it has changed you and embrace it and let it become a part of you. And with that, we move on now. Episode 59. Guess who I'm talking to this week? I'm talking to Danielle Beatty. I came across Danielle Beatty on my Instagram and TikTok feed. Danielle is a real estate agent and she's not just your average, you know, uh, run of the mill uh, real estate agents. She's embracing the uh, the social media aspect of putting your game on display and uh, getting your name out there through social media. That's how I came across her um, on the reels, you know. So I, I uh, messaged her, asked her to drop by on the Journeyman Chronicles, and she did. Um, real cool lady, real cool. She's just Dope and funny. Let me just put it out there. Um, real laid back. I didn't really have to feel like I was um, having to pull anything out of her. Just easy to talk to. She's got a great personality. She wasn't scared or intimidated by the camera or the mic. And when you get that type of energy, um, it's easy to work with that. So I had a lot of fun with Danielle. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. And with that, we kick off episode 59 i'm getting close to 60 i'm one away for those that just can't add anyway i don't know why i said that let's get right to it this is danielle's journey and these are the journeyman chronicles let's go So 
So anyway, enough about me. Let's get to know you. Um, Danielle, how do you pronounce your last name? Forgive me. Beatty. Beatty. Okay, wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. So Danielle Beatty, I reached out to you. I actually saw your reels on Instagram. That's how I got hip to you. And it was actually Instagram and TikTok at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it was, and I want to get into this. This is one of the things I'm really intrigued about. But the reels are so good that I was like, oh, wow, it's another it's another dope realtor reel. And then I was like, oh, wait, she's here in Lancaster. Yeah. Like it was, I was expecting, yeah. <laughs> you know, somewhere in Vermont or yeah. LA or, uh, and the reason why I say this is because the reels are, are they're, they're good. Thank and, you. Thank and you. there's so many. So my question is, and obviously there's way different avenues I want to talk about, but it, you know, being a realtor using social media, that's, that isn't an easy thing. I'm using social media for what I'm doing. And I know it's not easy. So, so talk to me about like, what are you, are you reinventing the, the real wheel, so to speak, where you're just like, I've done, I've done this already. Let me do this now. Yeah. So my, my whole thing with, with the reels was like, okay, people are not engaging with pictures anymore. Yeah. Like Instagram went from like, you know, this place where you could just post photos and you could post pictures that were unedited and people didn't care about any of that stuff. And then you get to this point in time where everybody wants to edit and Photoshop and everything has to be, you know, this perfect put together thing where I was like, I'm not a perfect put together person, but I enjoy talking. I enjoy being in front of the camera. I don't have a problem with it. It doesn't make me nervous, but I'm going to have fun with it first off. Um, And I, started jotting down ideas in my notes in my phone. And I was like, okay, this is like a really great thing. And my whole thing with with real estate is that I want to be the realtor that educates people. I want people to say, well, Danielle really taught me something throughout this whole entire process. And even afterwards, if I have a question, I know that I can ask her. And even if she doesn't know it, she will get it to me. Yeah. Um, and that was something that was so important to me. And I want to educate people in a fun way, in a way that they'll actually engage with the content. Um, because if you're just sitting there and you're like, you know, telling them something in a, you know, monotonous tone, you're, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. you know, people, <laughs> people don't want to listen to that. Like, yeah. so I was like, you know what? I'll use these fun trending sounds to put up educational content. I'll use these, you know, fun songs that you know even though it's songs from like when i was younger that are coming into like trend now um i'll use these little remixes that they have and i'll make something out of it to to educate people and to also just you know play around have a little bit of fun show people what we actually do as realtors because it is a lot of of stuff that we go through um and just kind of show people like that i'm relatable for one um, you know, I bought my first house last year. And um, so I've gone through the process and I was in the same shoes as, you know, these people that I'm talking to. And within my age range of the late 20s to early 30s, this is when most people are buying their first homes now. Sure. So um, I can really engage with people that are in a position that 
I was already in and in a position that I know they're they're going to be looking to be in in the near future. Gotcha. So when the when um, the venture of getting into real estate entered your mind, were you already aware of how you wanted to approach it through social media or was it like I'm a realtor, I'm doing it. Oh, hey, I actually this isn't working. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) Because I when I started out, um, I Honestly, I didn't know much about real estate other than what I saw on HGTV. And I am like an HGTV junkie. I love watching HGTV. I love watching all those flip shows and home improvement shows. And I was always into that stuff. So my husband actually said to me, because I started out as a chef. My husband, yeah. So my husband (laughs) said to me, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) My husband said, you know, you'd you'd be really great at real estate. You know, you like talking to people and and I think that you could do that. And so I was like, you think so? And um and he was like just go for it. Just try it out. See what happens. And I was like, cool. I'm going to try it out. Yeah. And so I went and I took the classes and that's like, you know, you get the basics. You get the real estate law and all of that, like basic stuff. But nobody tells you how to actually do the job when you're in these classes. You know, most of the, the teachers are also real estate agents themselves. Either so you, you have it or you don't. You don't. Yeah. yeah. And they're your, you know, the, the teachers are your competition, essentially. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not going to just give you all the the tips and tricks and tools to to do the job well. And what worked for the old school agents, sorry, old school agents, mm, yeah. but what worked for Whoops. what worked for them <laughs> and like, you know, doing things on paper Times and like it, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Door knocking, nobody wants you to knock on their freaking door. Yeah. People are like, don't come to my house and yeah. knock on my door. So um I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that my presence is seen on your social media every single day then. Yeah. Um and at first I was like doing what the old school people were doing. Like I was door knocking and you know, people hated that. I was getting hate text messages from neighbors. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Like don't ever solicit on my property again. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, people are first yeah. off crazy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I can understand not answering the door. Yes, That's what I yeah, do. Don't answer the door. Yeah. You, <laughs> most people have ring cameras. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like they're soliciting. Yeah. Like I see papers in her hand. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to hear the spiel. Like, <laughs> so I, um, I was like, man, I need to, to be more on social media and I need to be making videos because that is what's getting the traction. You know, now that we have TikTok, it's like if you're not on there making videos every single day, you're forgotten. Absolutely. And it's crazy. Several times a day. Yes. Yes. They're like, oh, make three videos a day. And it's like, okay, well, I got kids. I got a house. (laughs) I got a husband. I have two dogs. Like, how do you do this? But you can make a little 15 second clips or 30 second clips which also take me like 30 minutes to complete because i'm like oh i gotta edit this part out and i gotta do this and i was you know looking at the camera funnier i was doing this really weird so i'm like man like this is actually like a, a job in itself it is like as a social media personality or presence um but i like to think that it's just me like it's just me that people people see that and you know whoever is for me will will join on and whoever's not will you know good riddance yeah i can get lost down the rabbit hole of the editing part Mm -hmm. um and there's times where i've just been like 
oh, the hell with it. I'm just going to upload it as is. And it like does way better than, you know, one that I've edited <laughs> yeah. for 30 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a it's a experience. And you're right with the family. It's it's a little challenging trying to find the time. Um, you know, there's times where I'm like, how do I justify that I've been on my phone for, you know, the past 45 minutes yeah. and all I've been doing is been editing, <laughs> you know, five seconds or, you know, <laughs> yes. it, uh, <laughs> but it, it all goes towards the end result, which is like, how can I get eyes on what I'm doing? And mm-hmm. so I'm assuming that it's the same for you. It's like I said, trying to reinvent the wheel of I'm trying to get eyes on the prize and you're right. Uh, the way, the old way of doing things, um, is it's done, and especially in today's time, like what we have at our hands, at our disposal, if you could use it correctly, mm-hmm. there's so much you can do, so much attention you can grab, and, and I'm sure you know this. Have you, how is the experience of the, uh, I don't want to say older generation, but the older way of doing things in your business, in your line of work as a realtor, coupling that with the, the social media and the technology that's coming in are you seeing this wave and this phasing in phasing out of the old guard to the new guard so to speak for sure yeah for sure um and i think you know a lot of the older established agents are like you know i don't need to do it because i'm i'm running off of of referral business which is great for them sure. you know great you're, you're running off of referral business but they're not getting new business yeah they're not getting the younger generation like 45 and under people are, most people are on Instagram. Yeah. You know, and or TikTok or some form of social media where they want to see their agent or their potential agent, they want to see a social media presence. They want to see well because if you're not on social media, they think you're not even doing anything. Yeah. They think, well, you you know, she's not posting every single time she's at a showing, so she must not be doing it. You must showings. not be that good at what yes, you do. Yes, really, it's uh, which is weird. It is weird, but it's, it's that's weird. the game. It is the game, and um, I think that you know a lot of people are starting to try to get on it now, and um, I think that's where like a lot of the fall off happens with agents is because they don't want to stay up with the times, or. Um, new agents come on and they they think that they're going to just be able to just get business right away. Mm. And this is a game where you have to you have to be in front of people all the time. You have to be personable both on and offline. You have to make sure that people are constantly seeing you because in Lancaster County alone, there's like 1,500 realtors. Yeah. Like that is an insane amount. I mean, even though there's a lot of people in our county, there's there's way too many agents. Like there's an influx of, of agents. So if you're not the one that is constantly online, you're the one that's not getting business. Yeah. Um, Are you experiencing like the competition then on the flip side where you've got other, uh, I don't want to say influencer, but yes. on that level of social media-esque caliber type of realtors where you're like oh okay y'all really stepping your game up yeah there's some there's some that are just really really good and i'm like wow and i god damn yeah like yeah like why (laughs) why didn't i think of that one first man and um so some of them are really really good and then you know you have other people that just they kind of get on when they feel like and you know and that sort of thing but there are a lot of of agents that are maybe like in their like from like the mid 30s to like you know 
like a 25 to mid 30s that are like really you know pushing stuff on social media um but you know i i have to give it up to myself that i you know i i come with these these original ideas and yeah. i you know i try to make make things as as fun as possible um for people to just see and and just kind of get to know me through these reels as well because I like to have fun. I like yeah. to be a fun person. I like to, I'm bubbly. I like for people to, to see that in my content. Yeah. And, and well, that's one of the things that I got immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're very informative, um, and knowledgeable in your area. So it's, it, you don't, you, your reels are around the bubble that you're working with and you don't ever try, I don't I've never seen anything of yours where I'm like, okay, she's a realtor, but now you're, you know, you're trying to do something else. You're, you're in your lane and you're, you're informative. Um, one of the things that I appreciated about your reels was I think either the first or second one that I can recall was the reel where your husband's in it with you. What's your husband's name? Forgive me. Hassan. Hassan, you mm -hmm. and Hassan. And he, it starts off with what people think we do when the kids go to sleep mm -hmm. and then it's it, what we're really doing. And it's just, y'all are just vibing and being goofy with each other mm -hmm. and silly. And it was just like, yeah, like, that was like <laughs> immediately. And what I loved about it was it wasn't a real, a realtor themed reel, but I immediately was like, Oh, let me, she's a realtor. Let me see what she's doing. I immediately was drunk. Mm -hmm. And that's the game. It's just like, we're, we're regular people look at us watch us but like i'm not always going to sell you something i'm just genuinely being me and because of that then people are like oh okay boom the connection's made yes. and i feel like that's where through social media if you can find that balance regardless of what you're doing and the reason why i keep bringing that up is because of the podcast i'm using social media mm -hmm. and so I, I understand that okay i got to study and look up the algorithm whatever that is and it changes every day and i'm listening to podcasts but at the same time it's like but don't get lost in it yeah just be yourself um because at the end of the day you don't want to be a version of yourself and then when people want to go to danielle to look at a home they expect you to be something that you've presented but you're not really being yourself am i making any sense yes of course yeah. of course because you know you'll see that a lot where agents are on there and they're fun and they're happy and they're this and they're that. And I've talked to some agents that are, I mean, they're not the nicest people. And it's like, wow, like you've portrayed this presence on yeah. social media or just not even just agents, just people in general that use social media as a tool to, to get business. And then you talk to them in person, you're like, wow, you're really different. And I really don't like you. Yeah, You know, like, mm. This is not who I thought you were. Yeah. And I liked I like for people to to see some of my personal side because that's who I am all the time. I love to laugh. I love to be goofy. I'm a little bit vulgar at times. Yeah. You know, that's that's just who I am. And you know, people that want to be, you know, work with me or want to be around me will find me. Those, you know, my people will come and there's 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 a market out there for everybody, Absolutely. I think. Um you know, so every single person, if they just show their true personality, the people that are drawn to that personality, to your personality will come to you. Absolutely. You know, so I, I love to show kind of my, my goofy side sometimes, um, especially with my husband, because we just laugh 
constantly <laughs> like that's that is like the basis of our relationship is just laughter um and it's the best medicine they say you know yeah if you can't laugh with your spouse or partner mm-hmm. um i don't know what what it, what le- what's left in the relationship to be had you know what i mean like um some of the best memories i have with my wife is just like we're just sitting here and it's just like hey look at this and then we just laugh over some dumb shit for like mm-hmm. you know 20 minutes yeah it's and just, you got the tears coming yeah. out of your eyes and it's just snot bubbles and you're like why am i even <laughs> laughing this hard and then you bring it up like the next day like it's it's just funny um mm-hmm. and so yeah i totally get it um when hassan brought up uh, doing the, the realtor work realty and you were a chef were can you explain that transition because <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say, were you actively working as a chef? Or? So right before I got into real estate, I was actually working for the school district of Lancaster okay. as a paraeducator. Gotcha. I had a friend that was a paraeducator and he was like, look, D, come on. Like, you know, it's great. Um, we'll, you know, we'll have a great time. It was not great. I did not have a great time. Um, so I worked for like a behavioral and emotional support school program that's a part of sdol um which nobody really knows about yeah and um i mean these kids were troubled they were super troubled so um it was hard for me because it was my i'm an empathetic person so like for me i was taking it home with me every single day um and that's got to be hard to to not bring it home it was it was difficult. I, I couldn't sleep sometimes because I was worrying about what was happening to the kids when they went home mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, but I was already in the process of getting my real estate license. Um, I had gone to college for culinary arts. So I went to Johnson & Wales University in Providence, Rhode Island for culinary arts. And I went. It was an amazing experience. I loved college. It was fun. I was seven hours away from my parents. Oh, yeah. So that was awesome. <laughs> as <laughs> I graduated high school. I graduated from McCaskey at 17. So being a 17-year-old in a completely different state, sure. seven hours away from your parents, I was partying. Yeah. And, um, you got time to get to me. <laughs> yes. I got time to do things. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> But the 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 program, the culinary program was top notch. I learned so much. I had such a great time. But uh, it was a private university and it was $40,000 a year. Got you. Wow. So my parents were like, look, you're going to have to do academically amazing so you can get lots of scholarships because next year there ain't no money for you, mm. <laughs> you know. And I didn't qualify for financial aid. So I was like, man, I, I have to figure this out. Um, and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't stay. So um, after the middle, I was in the middle of my second year and I came home and um, I was actually coming home for my internship. Um, so we had to choose an internship. Okay. I came home and I worked at a restaurant downtown called Cars Restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I was a, I was a chef there for about six years. Okay. Um, and that was, that was a fun interesting experience uh the pay was not good the hours were crap but you know i got to create yeah i got to to work with my hands i got to create things and that was that was all great i had um in my 
Jeez, I was there for two years and then I got pregnant with my first son. And then, um, so I worked all the way up until the day that I had stopped feeling him moving. And I went into labor and delivery and that's where I learned that he had no longer had a heartbeat. Oh, I'm sorry, I did not know Thank that. you. So I was 32 weeks pregnant and then I delivered my son stillborn um, that same day. And um, the same so, day that you found out. Yeah. So wow. I, I got um, got induced that day and um, was in labor for about 18 hours. So it was the next day I delivered. But I got induced that day, delivered 18 hours later. And um, then it was like a different world for me. Yeah. Um, it was like something switched inside of me. Um, like this can't be all there is to life. You know, I've, I grew life. I've lost life. Like it was just something that was like, man, I need, I need change and I need like super change. So six months later, I got pregnant with my second son who's now, he's going to be seven soon. Yeah. So, um, so I, I stayed at cars and then when I came off of maternity leave, my position had gotten given away on they gave, me. They hired they gave, somebody in your place while you were in, on maternity leave. And didn't give me my position back when I came back. Wow, that is super assy. Yeah, it was It was like, Yo, it was really... like a slap in the face to me because I had worked all the way up until the end of two pregnancies. I mean, I was I was working. Well, that's probably why they're not in business anymore, right? Yeah, it's not yeah, no, now. no, it's Josephine's yeah. now. So suck on that, Tim Carr. What happened um, to you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that was that was it. Um, I I was like, something something's got to give, and my husband's like, real estate. I'm like, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I can I can do that, and so. I was like, you were all in. As I was soon all as in. Yeah. I was all in. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best realtor in Lancaster. I'm gonna sell a hundred houses. I mean, it was obviously a far stretch for the first year, but I was, I was rearing to go. And then I got my real estate license, and five months later, COVID happens. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great timing. <laughs> Great timing. <laughs> That's um, you know, I, I, right before you brought up the COVID bit, I was I was getting ready to say it's like everything that you just talked about, um, uh, and you know it it that's it, it, that broke my heart to hear that, and I'm imagining that coming back and realizing you no longer have a job, um, the sacrifices that you made while working, mm-hmm. uh, while being pregnant, I'm sure there was this fire under you, like I am the 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 real estate venture was like i'm going to fucking dominate yes but now you're telling me five months into that covid comes in so everything gets shut down now this is the unteenth interview i've done where covid comes up and i love hearing of course now yes at the time it sucked (laughs) it sucked for everybody but i love hearing the covid took place and i had to do this to get to where I am now mm-hmm. um, because I, it's such a pivotal moment in our history um, and people can forget like everybody, everybody had to stop uh, for the most part. Yeah. Um, at the time I worked at FedEx, I wasn't allowed to stop. Yeah. I had to keep going. <laughs> oh, but 
but I, I do remember that. So share with me now the, the five months into it, COVID hits and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm like, what do I do now? Like shit. And I was I was already, um, I two weeks after I got my real estate license, my brother and his wife were like, yeah, we want to buy a house. Uh, so I, I got them into a house before COVID oh, hit. Okay, cool. Yeah, right before COVID hit, I got them into a house. And then I had been working with two other buyers at the time and i was like COVID hits and they're like no real estate um transactions can be conducted in person nothing can be conducted in person no showings people showings no showings at all i never thought about that nope no showings at all people were buying houses sight unseen yeah i remember seeing and hearing about this yeah i said you people are crazy because first off pictures can be very deceiving in the real estate world um really deceiving yeah (laughs) and um they weren't getting inspections i mean people were just doing the craziest shit i've ever seen and um so when covid hit i was like do i do i stick this out do i stay like what do i do even if i were to apply for another job right now nobody's nobody's working right you know i could go back to the restaurant industry but they're only doing takeout yeah um so i was like well you know, I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to keep going and see where it takes me. And then as soon as they open back up um, and we're allowing realtors to conduct business as, as normal, but with like mask and, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. I had people that were like, let's buy a house right now. The interest rates were down. Like yeah. people were just itching to go. And I ended up doing so well during those years of COVID that I was like, man, there's no doubt in my mind that I could really do something here. Gotcha. Um, so you were getting your feet wet with, with a lot of success. Yes. Which yeah. can really, that can boost your morale in a way where it's like, you can get locked in and be like, okay. Mm-hmm. And now, cause, cause I'm sure at some point you were, were you aware of like, you know, this, this gold rush is going to slow down and, and things will start somewhat balancing. I mean, the, the the real estate world is has not been the same since COVID in regards to how much people are paying for houses. Not but, at all. But uh, I'm sure you were were you, or, I don't want to speak for you, so I don't want to say I'm sure. But <clears throat> tell me if you were or or were you not preparing yourself for that and and getting as much as education in your success in your success now because people were buying houses that weren't they were buying houses from other states. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they were, and they were just coming in and scooping up and and so talk to me about about that experience. Was it was it um was it easy for you to recognize what was coming down the road or were you just like fuck it, I'm just going to go all in now and see where it takes me. So I I was like fuck it, you know, let's let's pull up yeah. our boots and let's get this done. Um my my initial thoughts were just a lot of anger and sadness and hurt because of the people that I have known that have lived here their whole entire lives who have never bought homes and you know seeing seeing native Lancasterians not being able to afford rent and then not being able to purchase homes because they're getting beat out by cash offers from the New Yorker that was like hey I'm gonna pay four hundred thousand dollars for a house that's only worth 275 all cash with no inspections because I can do that because my house sold for 1.5 million and it was a shack yeah like okay well you know that kind of sucked but um when I came I 
when I I came into it and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do everything that I can for people. Like I had a I had clients that we had to put in 18 offers. 18. And on our 18th offer it was accepted. But we stuck it out. Wow. I mean, we did what we had to do to to get to that closing table, and it was like that for so many people. Why so, um, many? Why so many? Was it they were getting beat out by somebody they else? They were or? getting beat out by offers that were. I mean, because people were coming in um, with were more, full, with yeah, with more and full cash. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, I don't I'm care. I don't care if it appraises. I have all cash, and I will just come in and I'll just buy whatever." Wow. Um, and it was it was crazy. I was like, I've I didn't expect this because I thought I was gonna come into real estate and it was just gonna be normal, like ebb and flow yeah. of, of a real estate market. Um You got in at the at the most peculiar time. Then. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was it was strange and, and everybody, you know, agents that have been in the business for like thirty plus years were like, I've never seen anything like this. I have no idea what's gonna happen. It's wow. it's gonna come down at some point and here we are three years later and it has not come down it is it is still just as booming as it was back then yeah um and in certain price points you're still seeing all cash no inspections no appraisal see the no inspection thing i didn't and that's mind-boggling to me how is that is the cash is that the caveat with the no it's i mean how does that even happen? I People, I don't know who no wants to buy a home without inspection, but I guess if you're going to flip it or I don't know. Like, I, when we bought our home, it was like we got we had an inspection done on top of the inspection that yeah. was already done. Yeah, and now it's like no, nope, no inspection. I'll buy it. Haven't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> haven't seen it. Ha- don't need to inspect it. I don't need it to appraise. I don't care if it appraises. I'm like okay. So unless you're living in this home for the rest of your life, yeah. Um, why wouldn't you care if it appraises? Yeah, because you could try to sell it ten years down the road, and you've paid a hundred thousand dollars more than what it was worth. It's not going to be. Yeah, worth what's that. the end game here? Yeah, with this person. Um, they have no end game. I'm really convinced that um, hmm. it's people that are seeing how Lancaster is going because we are the new Brooklyn, as yeah. the New York Times like to call us. So. Hmm. The New York Times called Lancaster the new Brooklyn. Yes. I did not know that. Yes, we are the new Brooklyn. What does that um, mean in that, New York Times lingo? What does um, that even mean? We are. We're on we the up are, and up? We are the up and up. We're already like up. Oh, We're wow. already up. We're like the place that everybody wants to be. If you are a, huh. if you're a young hipster, you want to be here. And if you are a an empty nester that wants to live an active senior life, you want to be here. Gotcha. Everybody wants to be here, and um, you know, we have so many great restaurants and so many cool activities to do, and a great art scene, and like a lot of you know music and and culture. There's so much culture here. And people love that. So they will pay anything to be here. Wow. I never thought about that, but it makes sense. And I've heard different stories, but they all sound the same now that you're saying that. It's it's the, it's like the eye has been on Lancaster for some time. I grew up in Lancaster. Are you from Lancaster? You said you went to McCaskey. Yeah. So I we moved here when I was 10. So okay. I basically am from here. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, you, I mean, you saw... Lank when it was not in my opinion it wasn't as popping as it is it was now. not it was not popping at all it yeah. was like you know people i remember when people that were not from the city 
were scared to come into the city. Like they yeah. would not, they'd be like, don't, oh, don't, no, I'm yeah. not letting my kids go to the, to Lancaster city. Like, no, absolutely not. And now people are like, you know, riding their bikes on Ann street. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> yeah. The, one of the things that I, I like, um, I have like a push and pull type of feeling is like seeing where I grew up blow up in a beautiful way mm-hmm. um, because everything you said is correct. Uh, there's so much culture. The art scene here is like so many people are being seen mm-hmm. um, and it's vibrant and I love it. And yeah, there's a lot of beautiful buildings being built. And then I'm also like, damn, but like there's a lot of people that lived in these homes that are being pushed out um, so that they can be torn down and something big can be built and so like it's like this give and take for me personally where it's like Mm -hmm. i love seeing what's going on but i also hate seeing it in a way so do you ever deal with something like that as a realtor because you're seeing you have a lot more your eyes are in there yeah yeah it hurts it hurts a lot because i you know these these people that i grew up with most of them if they ever do buy a home, they will be the first generation. Yeah. Um, and like to know that they can't even afford to rent a place where they have lived their entire lives and they have to up and uproot their whole entire family and move to a different town that they don't know. Yeah. Um, or even a different state is like, you know, some people enjoy that. Some people like, you know, to get out and, and enjoy the new scene, but, but to, to, kind of deliberately keep people that have lived here their whole entire lives from being in and joining in on all of the new things that Lancaster has to offer in my opinion doesn't make sense yeah I mean these if we push everybody out the culture leaves too yeah you know if if we are if we're you know getting rid of you know the lower income people then all we have is 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 nothing really yeah you know so it it's hard for me and especially because if i get clients that do have a lot of money and they are you know they want to be here i have to act like it doesn't bother me that they're coming here and they don't care who they're pushing out yeah um and even though i'm super passionate about helping first time and first generation home buyers I'm also, I also need to make a living. So I'm not going to tell somebody like, "Mm, I don't want to work with you because you're gentrifying my city. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So that's got to be a very convoluting feeling. It is. It is. And I, and I weigh, weigh in my head every day. Like, is this worth it? Cause it makes me like, man, doesn't make me sad sometimes. But at the same time, um, that's why I, I do what I do and that's why I create the reels that I create and that's why I am always reaching out to people um, that I feel like, okay, look, we grew up together. I know that you've been working at this job for a little while. Even if your credit's bad, we can get your credit fixed mm. and you can buy a home and we can do this you know, before it really does become impossible yeah. on a price standpoint for you to purchase a home here. Let's get it done now. Yeah. Um, and I try to always get people to understand that like there is no better time than right now simply because home prices 
generally don't go down. Yeah, they just keep going this up. This is the new normal <laughs> yes. that we're looking at, mm-hmm. it, it seems. It is. And it, I mean, at least for now, it is the new normal. Um, you know, you had all those people like, oh, the bubble's going to burst and it's going to, it's going to yeah, just. I admittedly was one of those people where I was like, this is going to Me too. Last. Me too. I said, that there's no way this can, this can be held up. But I was proven wrong time and time again that this, <laughs> this can be held up. So. I mean, and I don't, I still think that at some point, like whatever goes up must come down. But I, I don't think that we're going to see like a, like a 2008 market crash where like you're going to find a four bedroom, two bathroom house for 200,000 again, that those times are uh, yeah. behind us. Yeah. Yeah. I do appreciate the, and this goes back to the, to the information that you're providing when I said you're informative because you are I get that vibe that you are giving as much as you can uh, so that uh, everybody ha- is on the same playing field, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. We were talking about uh, the city, and it is a confusing message that's being sent when they are when they are wanting people to get involved, but the lower-income people that are being pushed out who are predominantly black and brown people mm-hmm. aren't going to be able to partake and so it's almost like this, oh, f- what? damn, man, like I grew up here. This is dope. This is cool. So I applaud you for using your platform in the way that you are, that you are, mm-hmm. because you could very well just be like, I'm all in, I'm getting mine and it is what it is. But yeah. um, to give back in your own way and to say like, I'm here, so let me share the information the best way I can. Yeah. Um, uh, when did you and your husband Hassan meet? Uh, we met in McCaskey. Okay, so he graduated <laughs> um, also. Yes, he did. So he graduated a year before me, but um, my junior year of high school, we had our English class together. Okay. And um, so we met in that class. We were real, you know, flirty and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and by the by the end of that year, we were together. Damn. Yeah. So you knew like that? Yes, I knew. I, I saw him. And I told my best friend that same day, I said, I'm going to hit that before the end of the school year. Yeah. <laughs> said, we going back old school yes. Hit that. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> and she said, she said, oh my gosh, he is such a hoe. And I said, I know, but I don't care. <laughs> and he was, I mean, he was a ladies man. Yeah. And, um. And I was like, okay, you know, he he was on tra- he was a track star. He yeah. played basketball. He was, you know, all these things. He was cool, Mister Cool Guy. And um, I said, I don't care. He's gonna be mine. There you go. And I said, watch, watch Dang. this. And he, you know, now I'm the cool guy, and he's kind of, you know, he is who he is. I'm like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you're cool, I guess. <laughs> so, have you always been that like? Um confident in your like i mean to say hey he's mine a lot of people don't have that type of confidence to approach especially a woman approaching a man yes. in that regard yeah yeah i've always been like that yeah. i i'm like when i want something i'll go after it um if i if i had a thought i always would go after it like i think that it a lot of it stemmed from me kind of like my my mom was you know she's a she was a teen parent i was her first child so she had she i felt like maybe held some resentment towards me just because 
I was getting to do things that she didn't get to do. Mm. And so for me, it was almost like a, like a game. Like I can, I can do all of these things and I can do them. I can do them as a single woman. I can do them as a woman in a relationship. I can do them as a mother because I wanted to make a point that no matter the circumstance, I can always change my thought process. I can always change what I'm doing. I can always do more. I can always do better. And that was that was just something that I, I had always felt. And I don't know where the heck that confidence came from. Yeah. But as a little kid, I was like the kid that would go up to people and just talk to people. Um, my grandmother always told me, you have the gift of gab. And I was like, yeah, I really do. I, I will talk to anybody. Mm. I'll go up to people, I'll talk to people. I'm really like in your face. Like when I, you know, <laughs> if I... If I'm feeling the vibe, like it doesn't take me a long time to like feel the vibe of a person. And then I'm like attack mode. Absolutely. Like I'm all on it. Yeah. You feel, you said you don't know where it came from. I mean, is it fair to say that when you mentioned the resentment that your mom had, you think you felt that at a young age unknowingly that you, were you recognizing that? And maybe that's where that like, you know, that, that fire kind of yeah. came from. Definitely. Definitely felt it at a young age um because it was always like well you can't do that and i was like mm, well watch me watch me do that mm. um and i was always you know my parents didn't have a lot of money when i was growing up so you know it was like you know well we don't have the money for this or we can't do this i was gonna find a way to do whatever i needed to do um so whether that was me you know getting a job and working or like you know swindling my family members out of money you know yeah, hey yeah. i need i need five dollars <laughs> or i need this you know <laughs> just being able to do that um i i had just carried myself in this way for a really long time um and even though like through like subconsciously i still think sometimes i hear that voice in my head like oh my god you can't do this and i feel it some days I'm like, man, can I really like, can I do this? And then all it takes is that one, that one little spark of, of hope or that one little, uh, that one little interaction from somebody else that just makes me like, yeah, like, why am I even questioning it? Yeah. You know, do you, do you see, um, the relationship that you have, how many children do you have? Just your second son or? Yeah, no, then I, during, during COVID, I popped out of COVID, baby. Um, so did we. Oh my goodness. So I also have a two-year-old. Okay. And uh, he just turned two February 17th. And okay. um, man, whoo, that's a different type of kid right there. Yeah, they don't do terrible twos anymore, just so you know. Well, I mean, you're aware now, but it's mm. like, God, it's like terrible threes. Force. oh yeah it's like it doesn't it's like, it's like doesn't stop the terribles the terribles from the birth it's to just like, terrible is it? <laughs> <laughs> like i got ter are. terrible kids they are they are my my oldest son is like he's a peach he's a dream i'm like man if every kid could be like you yeah. he'd be perfectly fine then the two-year-old comes and he bites and he hits and he torments the dogs and he's he's wants everything when he wants it he runs that house there he's like go. man i want a pouch right now you better give me a pouch i could just yeah, yeah. give me you. a pouch i'm ready i'm ready for that mac and cheese right now mom and i'm like damn 
this is different. And I'm trying to navigate that. Like, he's still new to this world. And I'm like, we still don't know each other like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're still trying to figure <laughs> each other out. And um, I'm like, man, I thought I was bossy. But this kid, he's got me beat. Yeah, He's got me beat. I'm like, I, psh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, what? looking at my husband like why do we do this again yeah we thought it was a good idea my my older son was like i just want one sibling just give me one sibling i'm like all right fine we did it and now i'm like you got the one sibling. i got the yeah and then then we're done (laughs) and then we're done because yeah it's all it's it's a lot um uh, sometimes i catch myself talking like this in front of people who don't have children and i feel like i give a bad um, demonstration or uh, you know like they it's feel, like, they wow, feel judgy it's like, yeah. yeah and I'm like it's not really that bad it's just there's times where I'm just like shut the fuck up yeah, I'm like, trying to talk hey, to your mom you just want to shake the <laughs> shit out of them you know like Bernie Mac said you want to uh, what, what did he say fuck I can't think of that stand up he said he said I won't I won't uh, punch a kid but I'll choke the shit out of them yeah. <laughs> That's sometimes I'm that you just want to choke yeah. the shit out of them because like what man. But at the end of the day, they're they're sleeping when they're sleeping peacefully. You're like, wow, you're the most precious angel I've ever seen in my like, whole life. Yes, I love you so much. <laughs> wow, I couldn't even imagine my life without you. And then they wake up and then they wake up. <laughs> they Damn. wake up and everything stops. We try to have our coffee early in the morning. It's like the girls are still sleeping. Drinking. Oh, yeah, so it's warm. Oh, yeah. Oh, need that. Need that. <laughs> But I bring up your children because uh, as a parent and and I'm and I would love for you to tell me as a mother, do you do you try to take as much as you can from your experience, the experience you had with your mom? And do you have a hard time or an easy time finding the good and the bad or 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 is it kind of like I'm I'm trying to do things differently because I don't want my children to feel like my mom making me feel like it was a competition, mm-hmm. and I'm genu- and I'm genu- genuinely not trying to depict your mother. Yeah, in any no, other way, no, uh, other for, than for what, sure, for other sure. Other than what you you shared, um, but the re- the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I know several people that have this experience very close to me, and it's hard to, um, it's hard to not get agitated when you hear that you know the the mother should be embracing and pushing you know i always tell my kids you better be better than me yeah there if yeah. you're not i failed exactly so i'm assuming that that's the same view that you have with your children mm-hmm. is that how you try to handle it with them yes for sure and like my husband as well because he you know his parents were teen parents as well and he is the oldest child as well so we kind of have similar things going um our mothers like you know they're kind of they're kind of similar in that way that like they didn't really know how to be moms as teenagers you know so i really want and i have boys so i don't know like i would hope to think that if i did have daughters that it would be the same way but i really want my sons to say like my parents supported me and everything that I wanted to do, no matter how crazy or silly my ideas were, they were pushing me in the direction to follow 
what I felt was right for me. I don't want to ever tell my kids you have to do X, Y, and Z to be successful because everybody's view of success is different. You know, not everybody needs a ton of money to, to feel successful. Not everybody needs a, a well-paying job to feel successful. Some people really just thrive off of um, just pure enjoyment of living life on their own terms. And I want my kids, as long as they are not hurting themselves or other people, yeah. to live life on their own terms and to really just get the most out of it because we're not here for a long time. Yeah, You know, as, as much as it may seem like a long time, my grandmother used to always tell me, never get old, never get old. And, um, <laughs> and I'm like, how do you stop that? And she's like, you don't, but it happens so fast that I'm telling you, never get old in your mind. Like oh. never, never get old in your mind. Always, you know, keep that childlikeness about you. So I always want to be like, I want to have a good balance of like the fun, cool mom between like, you know, the the parent that like is making you like stay on your shit gotcha. at the same time. Um, I definitely am like big on like, you know, respect um, and like, I do want my kids to like academically, I, I, you know, I, I am big on like, as long as you try your best, like if you try your best and you get a D, yeah, you know, you tried your best. Damn it. You tried. Yeah. yeah. And that's like with you, like you went to the tutor and you were like doing all that stuff right. and you still got a D that's fine with me because I know for a fact that you tried your best. But if you, if you're not trying your best, that's a problem with me because we should I feel like every day be trying our best, yeah. you know, or trying, you know, sometimes our best is going to look different every day. You know, some days our best is just rolling out of bed, not doing our hair, only brushing our teeth and keeping pajamas on, yeah. the, you know, the whole day. Sometimes that's your best. And if that's genuinely your best, then fine. But I want my kids to always know that, that it's, you know, there's, there's a time for play. There's a time for work. There's a time for all these things. And we can sometimes you know, we can intermingle all of those things at the same time. Yeah. Do you try to, when you said you try to be the, there's a balance between being the fun mom, but also being on them to get their shit done. Which one do you lean towards more comfortably? Because it's hard for me personally to be um, the, the, I always told my kids, I'll be your friend when you're older mm -hmm. and you, and you're, as an adult, we can talk then, you know what I mean? Because I don't want you to get the lines blurry, but then I've got friends that are like, nah, you know, I, I want my kids to feel like they have, I'm their dad, but I'm also their friend. And I'm, I'm always kind of like, I don't, mm, know. Yeah. I, I don't know how to, how do you, how do you feel about that? So I grew up like my parents both would always say, we're not your friends. We're not your friends on the street. Like we're not blah, 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 blah. And so that caused me at least to keep, pretty much everything from them. I gotcha. really didn't tell them anything and I was very rebellious. <laughs> so <laughs> hence so, the 17 in college. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very rebellious and I was, I was like the, you know, like the problem child, so to speak. Um, so for me, like I want my kids to be able to talk to me, you know, I want them to be able to be honest with me. And I, you know, I let my son know, like, as long as you're honest, even you might still get in trouble, yeah. you know, you, we, you might, there might be a consequence to that, but it will be much less It'll if you're, if you are honest with me yeah. and like, you know, 
I like to have fun. I like to, you know, I like for my kids to be, you know, to, we like to dance parties and we like to do, you know, like fun, like activities and stuff like that. But I'm like, this is a privilege. You know, if I have to start being the hard ass, yeah. then, you know, then I will be. But this stuff that we're doing is a privilege and it is a privilege to have a parent that like is really interested in what you have to say. Like if my son feels like, a punishment is too harsh i will let him come to me and be like mom i think that was too much okay like i think that was like way too much and like you know can can this be that instead or i'll give him options like you didn't do what i asked you to do so this can be your punishment this can be your punishment or this can be your punishment gotcha. choose which one yeah choose your poison yeah and i'll let him choose sometimes because i don't want him to ever think that i i'm not giving him a choice in his in his life gotcha. um so like for example like sometimes like uh, the one day he was he was talking in class and I like I'm big on like you know you need to respect your teacher like these people yeah. are here like they are doing their job for pennies yeah. to what they actually should be making and he's never been bad in school and that was the first time and I was like look you either get no tablet you you can't go outside or no TV time and he had to pick one. Yeah. You know, so I'm like you can pick one of those. That. You can pick one of those yeah. those punishments, but you're going to get that punishment and it's going to be for the whole entire length of the time that I say the punishment is going to be and stick mm. into that um just so that he feels like he has some say. So like I give, you know, I give him a little bit of like of not authority, but like a little bit of like a He has control. He has he control. Thinks he, has he, control thinks he has control over it. it. Yeah. That way he he doesn't feel like I am just the worst person ever that i'm just like no um my husband has a hard time being like the authoritative parent okay even though my kids listen to him better for whatever reason <laughs> i don't know how that works <laughs> but he has a hard time being the authoritative parent so like a, a lot of the time i have to be like the the mean bad cop he feels bad mm -hmm. more is that what it oh is? Yeah, yeah he I've feels got, bad I, I know people like that where i'm like I'm the, you can tell they the dad the dads sometimes just don't want to, especially with their boys. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to drop the hammer. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, my parents never did. I don't, no, 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 no. Yeah. We're going to do it different in this house. We're going to do it different in this house. So. I do, I do appreciate that. I never thought of giving my children choices. It does sound like, and it, it may just be the way I'm, I'm wording it. That's kind of harsh because I, I, I'm approaching things with my children exactly the same way that you just um, laid out with yours. I try to, especially with my two oldest, my two oldest are, you know, college and high school. And I'm, I'm trying to have more conversations with them that are like very frank. Like, yeah. let's just be, let's just cut the bullshit. Yeah. You know, like I need you to know you can trust me. If you need me, call me. If you think I'm not going to like what, what I see, cool. Call me. Yeah. And we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. But you need to know that I'm never gonna I'm never gonna put what you did wrong above are you safe? Are you okay? Yeah. Do you need me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I try to lay that foundation, but it is a like a tug of war with me where I'm like, All right, like I love that we can shoot the shit and you can joke with me, but there's times, especially with my son, where he kind of gets a little carried away. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, there's times where everybody will go, oh, you shouldn't have yeah. said that to your dad. Yeah. He's like, what? what are and I'm like, all right, but you, you kind of came at me. Like, yeah. I'm your old man here. <laughs> yeah. Like, you gotta, there's some rules. You can't knock me 
in some aspects. Like when it comes to the, the job I do and the money that I make, that's off limits. Yeah, honey, yeah, don't, don't do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Know? And you're the one that's benefiting <laughs> off of this shit. <laughs> so I do appreciate uh, th- this conversation. Talk to me uh, real quick. Um, the 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 work that you're doing now, and we discussed it. What what is the game plan? for you for the next five years because being a realtor the the work is never done everyone's always going to be looking for a home Mm -hmm. um and so when you couple that that notion of this isn't going to slow down or go away Mm -hmm. with the trying to reinvent yourself and stay vibrant and stay in the know like what what's your game plan here for the next five years so next five years is sell as much as I can. I also want to start investing. Okay. Um, so I mean, and that's also something that I play tug of war with too, because I'm like, investors get this rep of like like we're gentrifying. Like the investors are gentrifying shit. So for me, it's more like if I can if I can invest in affordable housing, that's something that sounds really good to me because then I can make sure that people that are low income can stay Mm. and um you know making sure that uh i can i can service the community that i know and love um so investing for sure um continuing to sell real estate um and then just kind of seeing where that takes us my husband is like an electrician so like he him and i together you know we could we could really do some things and um I really would like to sell enough that I could retire him from a nine to five so he can focus on building a business. Nice. Um, because I really, he is, he is also like, has a very entrepreneurial spirit um, and has always been like, a, like a hustle type of guy. Like he really is, is fine with, you know, getting his hands dirty and yeah. doing the work and putting in the hours. Um, but he he focuses so much on you know making sure that the family is good and i don't want him to lose passion and lose sight of what gets him going yeah um because he's so focused on taking care of us that's so cool so i want to be able to sell enough that i can take care of him for a while so that he can build his own brand and you know really just take off that way that's so cool i i i, I genuinely appreciate that because um my wife is doing the same thing for me and it was one of those things where i worked i did electric i did commercial electric for four years like 13 years ago Mm -hmm. um so i know i know that hustle and i know that grind um and i grew up you know my father was a blue collar worker i grew up in a family that were blue collar workers i have that blue collar mentality and it was like I'll be 44, so it was a year ago when I was like, I've been working at FedEx for 11 years and I haven't been doing anything and I have mm-hmm. all these ambitions and I have all these dreams, but I don't have the time. Um, and so, one, it was a leap of faith on my part, and two, it was having that backing of my wife to be like, I got you, because we took a massive pay cut to do what I do now. I work at Take Towers. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Got a, I, I have pretty much a nine to five. Yeah. No overtime weekends are free and it was like i have so much time now to pour into this podcast so um i commend you for for doing that um i think 
that speaks volumes. Again, we go back to like the the relationship you have with Hassan, where it's like you knew that was that was going to be your man. Yep. <laughs> um, and the the life that you're living with him, the bond that you have, it's easy to be like, I'll do anything for my lady. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yes. Because I know she won't squander her time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, I love sharing that. I love talking about that. But I don't think we hear enough of that where it's like this. I got you mentality. Um, a lot of people that are doing things on their own or business ventures on their own. I commend people that do that. But it's not it isn't always people doing it on their own. There's mm-hmm. always somebody backing them up being supportive holding the holding shit down yeah um so awesome thank you so much for joining me i really appreciate it it was so nice to meet you and talk to you like this you have the perfect podcast voice oh like it's great like this is gonna this is gonna take off like thanks yeah of course like trying we have we have so many people in lancaster that like could be interviewed you know i'm trying that's the goal so (laughs) so like this is perfect um you know, I really appreciate you letting me in your space and, you know, yeah. asking me questions and listening to my story. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully the next time we see each other, I'm, you know, I'm on the road to, yeah. to getting these things done. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I look forward to is like maybe like maybe like in the in the future, I'll have like a podcast live somewhere and it's just like let's catch up with such and such you know yeah let's get because it's it's all about like not just talking to them now and then they're out of my life it's Mm -hmm. like no i really want to invest in and i've and i've cultivated friendships from meeting people through the podcast as well so hopefully we see each other out also our our spouses and we'll get together maybe and have some drinks yeah for sure for sure awesome well danielle let's see if you can hang you know (laughs) I, I uh, yes, I can actually hang, but but uh, I try I try to behave. I try to behave because there's no behaving when you're <laughs> when you're with us. There's no behaving. I, I tend to pass out pretty quickly, but I can hang if that makes any sense. No, I, I try to stay away from stuff like tequila if that makes any sense. Yeah, That's tequila. what I'm drawn towards. Yeah, tequila is so. the worst for me. I stay away from tequila. I've been kind of drinking, you know, like uh, we'll drink wine here. Yeah, we, um, we do a lot of wine. Wine, you know, I I'll drink. Uh, I try to stay away from from beer, but I will drink beer. Beer for me is like a, an easy like. All right, we're gonna go out. That's a social drink for me. Yeah, it's like one, one or two. You're good. Okay, one yeah. or sure, one or two. <laughs> <laughs> but if I start drinking, like if I get myself a whiskey sour or something like that, it's like oof. And especially wine. If I'm out and I'm drinking a lot of wine, I'm like, babe, you gotta drive. Somebody's gotta drive. Yeah, that really will slow me down. Uh, so anyway I don't know how we got in this conversation but yeah absolutely <laughs> thank you so much of course thank you for All having right. me that's it yes and that is it episode 59 is a wrap thank you Danielle for stopping by for sharing your journey some things I was not expecting I did not know at the time the loss of her first son with a stillbirth so that was that was news to me but seeing how her and her husband Hassan quickly just gathered themselves and didn't allow that to deter them from pursuing their family, creating a family. And obviously twice since then, she's become a mother to two beautiful boys, Hassan, a father to two beautiful boys. I commend her and her husband both um, for persevering. Danielle, thank you so much once again. 
it was great meeting you and i look forward to seeing you around continue with the dope funny reels you're good at what you do the rest of y'all i will see you next week same time same place monday morning check me out on youtube check me out on spotify check me out on apple podcast iHeartRadio, pandora amazon music y'all be safe okay uh get your surtech get your mucinex drinks lots of water or gatorade remember to maintain focus and stay continuous through all four seasons especially this one my name is felix c arroyo and these are the journeyman chronicles y'all be safe